Welcome to the Adventure for Good podcast. We're your hosts, Chris and Kim. In June 2018, we both left our careers at the age of 31 and started traveling with the mission of finding and creating work locally in the United States and around the world that inspires us while helping other people and the environment. This podcast documents our adventures as well as highlights the inspirational people that we meet along the way. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 18. I'm excited. Yeah. Because we're on Easter Island. It's a true story. We are. <laughs> so after our van trip, we were in Santiago and we took, it's a five hour flight, I think it was, to Easter Island, which is in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, if you don't know where that is. It's in the middle of nowhere. 3,700 kilometers west of Santiago. Yes. Good job. Yeah, well, you were being very vague. <laughs> the middle of Pacific isn't uh, isn't enough for you? No. No. Why did we decide to come here? Because it's a unique place that we'll probably never come to again. Yeah. And we found really cheap plane tickets back in September, October. October. So normally flights out here from Santiago, which is the only place, well, you can either fly here from Tahiti once a week or out of Santiago. Every day. And it's usually like eleven or $1,200 a person. And we found flights for 450 Yeah. So we bought them. Right. And that was in October. And one of the other workaway volunteers that we met in the Bolivian jungle, she had been here to Easter Island and told us how amazing it was. So I don't think we had really talked much about coming here until we talked to her and then it kind of spurred the idea. And we looked on Workaway and actually there are a couple here and we emailed one and he agreed right away. Yeah, so we... Bought the tickets. Yeah, so basically it really isn't a doable trip for a month unless you have some way to stay here for free and get some free food because... Everything is super expensive. Yeah, I mean, you can get a an Airbnb for like 40 or $50 a night, yeah. so that's not too crazy. Be a long time, add up though. Yeah, I mean, for a month, but yeah. I mean, for a week, it's doable. Oh, yeah. Or even a week and a half, but the food is... I mean, for, for two people to go out to dinner is tough to spend less than $30 or $40, and even if you were going to try to buy groceries and cook your own food, I mean, a cucumber is like $2. <laughs> the bananas, a, bananas we bought were $6. Like, like $1.50 a piece. So everything is just very expensive because it's so isolated. And, yeah, almost everything comes from Santiago. And the, the crazier thing is the local foods are actually more expensive than the imported food. So at least that's what it seems like. Yeah. Like watermelon, they grow watermelon here. They're like ten dollars a piece. We and saw a pineapple in the store the other day. They it were was it was tiny. eight eight dollars for a pineapple the size of a softball. Like a half of a normal pineapple, yeah. So we haven't had much pineapple. Uh none. <laughs> but luckily we get our breakfast and lunch included as part of the workaway and usually there's leftovers from lunch for dinner. Yeah. And we also bought about $30 worth of pasta and soups and, and beans and beans in what? Santiago. So and we, we brought them all as carry-ons. <laughs> yeah. So we have essentially we had our food covered 
But we've maybe still gone out once or twice. Yeah. We have a little bit of an addiction to the ice cream in town. Yeah. It's an expensive addiction. It is. <laughs> it is an expensive. But this workaway is really awesome. They, We have our little apartment. And actually, when we first got here, there was another volunteer couple here. And they were living in this little apartment. So we lived in their house with them, with the couple. Yeah, it's a, a husband. He's from Europe. And he married a woman who was, she was born in Santiago, but her family is Rapa Nui. Yeah. Or that that's the the other name for Easter Island is Rapa Nui. Mm-hmm. And so she's Rapa Nui, and then they have two young daughters, so we, we've been living with them. Yeah. And the work is pretty easy. They have... Especially for me. Yeah. They have three, I was going to say cabanas, but they don't call them, bung, they call them bungalows. Bungalow. Bungalow. <laughs> they have three bungalows, and we have to, or I have to, clean them. Uh, all of the when the tourists are here, I get the rooms ready for them, and then when they're during their stay, I clean them every day, just like a maid service, I guess, like in a hotel. Housekeeping. Housekeeping, yes. I did knock on the door and have to say housekeeping. Yeah. That was the first. Good job. <laughs> and what have you been doing? Uh. I'm not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> I've been no. running. I've been running cables. Yeah, he's just been working on some miscellaneous electrical engineering projects. Uh huh. Fancy. Uh huh. Fancy. Yeah. So that's that's why we're here, and that's what we're doing. But it's pretty crazy. We basically live amongst the stone head statues. Or, yeah. Or the moai. The moai. As we call them here. Yeah. As the locals like us call them. <laughs> As the locals. Well, we've been here two and a half weeks. It's, we're now locals. I think we've been accepted by all the local dogs. They we, we have been. They don't attack us anymore, so that's The, the first couple of days, there was some dogs on our walk that we go on all the time that were attacking us. But uh, We're friends now. We're friends, yeah. I think they, they come and sniff and say hi and then leave. So it's, what, a half hour walk to town. We walk along the coast. We pass... Some of the sites that people have to do tours to go to, yeah. and we get we just walk by them every day. We walk to town almost every day, at least just not even if we need anything. We just need to. Yeah, we, we like get, to go. We to, get ice cream. <laughs> not every day. Most days. <laughs> Maybe every other day. <laughs> we go to town most days, and then we can also, if we go down the road here and go right. Instead of into town, you go out, and there are some amazing caves. That those were that was actually the coolest cave I've been in. It was like you go in this the entrance, and then it opens up, and there's two windows in like the open up over the ocean in the cave. Not glass windows. Good clarification. Just big openings. Yeah. I didn't want people to think they installed windows. <laughs> you think the Rapa Nui put windows in? No. They're too busy carving statues. I know. So, yeah, Easter Island, or Rapa Nui, is known for the Moai, the statues, and it is fascinating, actually. I don't know. I knew they were going to be big, but they're much bigger than I thought. And there's over there's hundreds of them on the island. Yeah. And we went the very first day uh, when we got here. I guess, I'm sorry, the second day. We said we arrived on Wednesday, and that Thursday we went on a tour, and... We were taken to some of the top spots on the island, and one of them was the quarry where they carved the moai. And I don't know, for some reason, when they told me it was a quarry, I was thinking, like, a mine. 
well, like down underground. Not necessarily underground, but most quarries are like dug down below grade. Yeah. And I was really confused. At, that seems like a very inefficient way. To carve moai. To carve moai and then have to haul them up out of a hole. But yeah. turns out the, That's not how the, they do it. the quarry is actually the side of a volcano. Mm-hmm. And they carved them out of the side of the volcano and then slid them down the hill and then somehow... Oh, shit. <laughs> Fucking spiders. It's on the bed. It's on the bed. You were attacked by a spider. <sighs> almost died. You did almost die. Okay, you're then, talking about how the side of the volcano and the- yeah, so they they slide them down the hill and then somehow it's a mystery how they transported them because they weigh between fifty and eighty tons. Yeah, so they're kind of heavy. And there's a bunch of theories out there how how they transported them. And, and this ain't a history podcast. No, I'm not gonna go through the theories. I'm just saying it's likely some sort of combination. Uh, but the crazy part is there's almost, like, 400 moai still in the quarry. quarry. In the quarry? Is, <laughs> the quarry. That a pl- is that the plural of quarry? <laughs> in the quarry. So, like, cacti? So, like, you go and you look and walk around, and there's just all these moai standing there or falling over. Or it just looks like they carved them all and one day decided, oh, we're done, and walked away. Well, that's because that's what happened. I know. It's crazy. So... There's lots of them standing at their platforms around the island. And so just a brief overview, those any any that you see standing that aren't at the quarry uh, were reconstructed or In like the 60s and 70s, yeah. Not necessarily reconstructed but stood back up because during their civil war a few hundred years ago, they basically went around and knocked them all over. Yeah. As sort of like when they would attack each other, they would knock over their, the different tribes would knock over the Moai. And so some of them were broken, some of them weren't, and they they stood them back up, glued them back together, probably not with glue, but... <laughs> probably not with glue. So the, the cool thing about the quarry is none of those have been restored. So everything that's in the quarry is basically like... The day that they just stopped carving, they walked away, and and that's the way it's been for hundreds of years. So yeah. to me, that's the coolest part of the whole island is seeing just how it was the day they left it. Yeah, more, there more were a couple there that some archaeologists dug out, and you could see in some pictures, like, they have, some of the Moai have full bodies. Well, all of them do. Right, but I guess some are bigger than others, and that's crazy. And they actually covered it back up to protect to it. protect it because it stays the rock stays much um, more protected underground, obviously. And a lot of the moai are very weathered, especially some of the ones along the coast that they re-erected. Like they, they're just beaten down by the wind and the rain and the ocean air and everything. The rock's not very strong, I don't think. Well, because it's volcanic rock. Anyway. You're not a geologist. No, I'm not. You read that whole book like 17 times. No, how do I you haven't. Not, how do you not know these things? I've read the guidebook I swear once. you've read it to me at least a dozen times. Did you learn something? Sometimes. Uh, sometimes. We're going to do a dramatic reading of <laughs> the Easter Island guidebook now. It's called A Companion to Easter Island. So anyway, it's been a fun first two and a half weeks other than 
one of us has been a little bit under the weather most yeah. of the time. Yeah. You've got you've had a few sicknesses in the last two weeks. But I'm pretty much healthy now, and so that's wonderful. Yes. A few nights ago, Ooh, we, went, we to went to a dance, dance show. show. Kari Kari, which was really cool. It was recommended by our hosts here, and it was maybe, I don't know, an hour show, and it was all local Rapa Nui people, and they um, have been practicing the dances for... It's like a, a, cult- a cultural school. Yeah. And they also, they do dances, and they learn to cook the traditional ways, and do some carving and stuff. So it's it's pretty neat. And then they sell you alcoholic drinks. <laughs> and if you haven't been feeling well and so your stomach has been empty for like six days. <laughs> and you, they were very strong. And they're very big and strong drinks. Sounds like I'm hitting on them. Yeah. <laughs> very sexy drinks. Anyway, I might have been a little buzzed. But the show was pretty cool. It was a fun walk home. It was. Yep. <laughs> but the show was awesome. They did a lot of hip gyrating. Yep. That I don't know how I, we got some they, practice to do. I got to practice my twerking. But it wasn't all twerking. It was like gyrating. Different than twerking. I think, I think we're getting close to finishing up for today. Yeah. That's been our first two and a half weeks. Oh, today. Today we had an outing. We went... <laughs> An outing? Well, it was a day off, okay. We didn't have to clean. So today we went and watched the sunrise at Tongariki, which is a place where there's... Was it seven? No. Fifteen. Fifteen. This is a fifteen Moai lined up. Beautiful. And this was a big project, restoration project, I think in the 70s, and we watched the sunrise well, there. It was a difficult restoration project because... They, when they found all the Moai, obviously they were tipped over. And then a few years uh, later... Oh, in the when, 60s. There was yeah, a... in the 60s, the, the largest earthquake to ever... Actually, the largest earthquake ever recorded yeah. hit uh, in, in Chile. Chile. And it caused a, a huge tidal wave that basically washed all of the Moai at Tongariki, like... 200 yards inland up a hill and so not only did they they basically had to put them all back together like puzzle pieces because they broke Mm -hmm. and then they had to move them back to the platform and stand them upright so it was kind of a big project it was a huge project yeah so that's just walking around there is so cool just the massive statues and you can tell how like it was a lot of work to put them all back up there and some of them have Top knots or pukau, and pukau. Pukau. It's like the red hat that they wear. Actually, it's the, a hairstyle. It's a hairstyle. It's not a hat, but it looks like a hat. But uh, it's not. It's a hairstyle. Okay, but they're cool. Anyway, we went and saw the sunrise this morning, and then we went hiking, and we tried to see this place that looked like Mars. Uh huh. And I was like, we should go over here. And you were like, no, I don't want to. And then we got home and you're like, if we'd have gone over where you said we should have gone, we would have seen the thing I wanted to see. Well, it was still beautiful. And well, then you should stop dwelling on it because you haven't stopped (laughs) talking about it for like six hours. I just wanted I wish we would have walked a certain place. Anyway, it was the place that I said we should walk. You were not you said it once and you were not. I'm not arguing on the podcast. (laughs) I'm not doing this. But Pioke, Poike, 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 
It's the actually it's one of it's the most isolated part of the island. I know. And no one really goes there. We had the whole place to ourselves. Even us. Even we didn't us. even we didn't even go there because I tried to we tell did. us to go we, there. We we went the whole place. We were on the easternmost part of the island. Except just a little further east where the Ugh. anyway. It was still a cool hike. And then we went swimming at Anacana Beach, which is there's only two sandy beaches on the island. One's really small and the other one is Well, we went to both. We went to both, but we only swam at the bigger one. Yeah. Beautiful. The water's warm. Ish. Well, Chris was cold. It's a little chilly. <laughs> I, they don't let me swim with my down coat on, so I don't... Oh, my gosh. It was, like, 80 degrees outside, and the water was warm. <laughs> anyway. Okay. We have another week and a half here, and we're excited to go keep exploring. Anything else? Ice cream. I want and more ice cream. We'll try not to eat ice cream every single day. When did I say I wouldn't try to do that? Okay, we'll try to eat ice cream every single day. Sounds good. And then, yeah, good times. Okay. That's oh, it. one problem. What? Too many horses. Oh, well, yeah. Well, actually, one less horse <laughs> after tonight. Yeah. The so I- there's like 6,000 horses Little, on this yeah. island. There's 6,000 horses and 6,000 cows. And 6,000 people. Yeah. You don't sound that sure. What have you been reading in that book? (laughs) I don't remember the exact numbers. I know there's a... You told me 6,000 horses. That one's right. I don't remember how many people. There's about 6,000 people. Okay. About 6,000 people. So there's about as many horses as people and cows as people. But the cows they raise for meat and milk, I think, they use them as livestock. Yeah, and the horses the just horses, roam around and stand in your way while you're trying to drive places. The horses don't do anything. Yeah, they just eat and and deforest and erode the ground. It's really and, and cause car accidents. Yeah, because so, they they run into cars. So it's, just it's, one more reason not to like horses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but tonight we saw one that got hit. We think. We I don't think know. it was. Sad. Why are you bringing me down on the show? You man? mentioned it. You mentioned horses. Then you mentioned that one less tonight because we don't oh, think yeah. he made it. I guess I did mention that. <laughs> wow. Well, a moment like... of a moment of mourning for the horse. Um, that we don't know if died. <laughs> I think he's fine. I don't know. He was pretty messed up. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty messed up. So anyway, that's happy. Okay. Let's go eat some dinner. <laughs> Bye, everyone. I'm hungry. And we're back. Whoa. Look at the spike you did. (laughs) We're back. Is that better? That's a little better. So, we didn't have a chance to record the end of our Easter Island trip when we left. So, we're now back in the States, but we wanted to... Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. We wanted to go back and just talk about the last couple weeks on the island. Also, since we've returned home... It has been made apparent to us that some of our listeners were offended that I only say hi to Maria. Right. So Because lots of other people listen. There's at least half a dozen other listeners. <laughs> so, hello to them as well. <laughs> Sorry I neglected you. Yes. I still love you. Are you going to name people? No. <laughs> Just so you don't miss anybody. I don't want to give Mitchell the satisfaction... <laughs> Or Allie, or mom and dad. It's true. Or Street. 
True. <laughs> we just named all of the listeners. No. <laughs> we know there's a lot more out there, and we appreciate everyone listening, even though I know that we shouted out to Maria quite a bit. Anyway, take us back. Last time... When we, we were talking about the horse. Yeah, so... So we got an update on the horse. Not great news. No. The horse is dead. The horse is dead. Um, but... The next day we went for a walk and found his body, which was not pleasant. What we did learn is why the horse died, yes. which apparently is a very common thing on the island, which there's a plant called... Uh, Lupina, or I believe the American name, the English name, the English is name. yellow lupine. Uh-huh. And apparently it's really, really toxic to horses, specifically. And if they eat it, it causes kidney failure? Liver. Liver failure? Uh-huh. Causes organ failure. Yeah. We're not sure which organ, because <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> but basically... It, it slowly kills them over the course of a few weeks, and they get really starved, and then they start bleeding out their ears and eyes and nose, and then they stumble around like they're drunk, and then they die. And they said they head towards the water, too, which is they, why yeah, we they found always, it on the ocean. So that's a happy story that we just told you. Where You're welcome. Yeah. And so that's what happened to the horse. It wasn't hit by a car. No. And it's sad, but apparently it does happen, and it's just because they ate that plant. And maybe the solution is to not have 6,000 wild horses on an island that small. Yeah. Who who am I to judge? (laughs) Also, we experienced Easter on Easter Island. Well, you did. You you experienced Easter, too. You were there. I know, but you didn't hide any Easter eggs. No. I didn't get a basket. No, there we didn't are no see bunnies. any rabbits. No. So there aren't any rabbits on the island. I boycotted and I stayed home while you went to church. Yeah, so there's a Catholic church on the island and while I am not Catholic, I decided to go to the church to see what it was like and experience it because that I was told that they had a lot of cool Rapa Nui music and it was packed of course, but it was As a Catholic that's offensive to me. What? That, that you would go. To my church. You're, you're not a Catholic. I, I was raised Catholic for two years. <laughs> two years. That doesn't make you a Catholic. Sorry. Uh, you're not a practicing Catholic by any means. I did all the practicing I needed yeah. to do early on. Anyway, it was a beautiful... I'm, reti- I'm a retired Catholic. <laughs> retired Catholic. Okay. Uh, so it was a beautiful service, and I especially actually enjoyed the walk into town at like 7 a.m. in it, the and then sun. The walk was, home from town. So really, you didn't the, enjoy the service. The, you just, I was saying the sun was coming up, and the moai that I walked past were illuminated in the morning sun, and it was beautiful. The church service was also beautiful, but I'm just selfie saying, in the show notes. Yes, there will be a selfie of the moai that morning with myself in the show notes. Uh, what else did we do on Easter? That's <coughs> that's when we went hiking to the caves, I think we did that afternoon, and just enjoyed some time outside that day. Nothing else special. Then some days later. Yeah, we worked. We ate ice cream. <laughs> we worked and ate ice cream, yes. And then we, we climbed up to Rano Kau, which is... One of the three main crater, volcano craters on the island. Yeah. It's probably my favorite one. Me too. Copy. Copy. There's only three, and they're all beautiful. So it was really neat. It's a couple hundred meters up, and it's, you go up, 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 and then you look into the center of the crater, and there's a lake, but it kind of looks like a swamp, and then it's 
but it's also right on the ocean. So it's pretty beautiful. And there's a, looks like a bite out of the side of it where the rock has started to erode and it's, the ocean's right on the other side. So eventually when the rock erodes far enough, the lake will spill into the ocean, but we got a little time. Um, yeah, probably at least a couple of weeks. <laughs> it was beautiful. I'll definitely post pictures in the show notes too. Selfie in the show notes. There will be more selfies. We took a lot of selfies. That's for sure. We tended to take more selfies rather than take, having pictures taken of us. All right, so Ron O'Cow, check. Yep. Then, the next day, so almost every day we were on Easter Island, we walked into town. It was a, a three-kilometer walk, runway, and we would go either get ice cream or walk around town or just to get outside, go to the grocery store or whatever we needed to do. And we always walked the same route, and there were a few dogs that we passed on the way there, and usually they didn't bother us. Well, that's not true. The first day, the first couple of days, the one dog would bark and like like he was going to attack us. Right. And if you pretended to pick up a rock, he would run away scared. Yeah, and then we kind of made friends with them. Like they they would bark at us a little bit, but not do anything exciting. And then things took a turn for the worst. I would say for the better. They could have attacked us. So then one day, out of the blue, they decided we were their best friends. And they followed, these two dogs followed us the entire way into town. Wherever we went, they sat outside. If we went into a store, they sat outside the store and waited for us or stared in the doorway. (laughs) While we ate lunch, they stared, they sat and stared at us. And well, and, like, other street dogs would come up, and they would run between us like we were going to protect them from these street dogs, which was not <laughs> cool. Not, not going to happen. <laughs> and so, yeah, basically they adopted us, and we weren't allowed to go anywhere without them. And then... And we gave them names, because you do. You do. Yeah. Rue and Max, because one of them loved to jump up on everything, which I looked like a kangaroo, so I called him Rue, and the other one just looked like a Max. Very astute. <laughs> but they followed us the first day, then later that day we went for the, a similar walk, and they followed us again, and I think they did it three times, right? Well, and then the, the that second time, or the third time, we tried to sneak past without <laughs> them hearing us. We did. We stopped talking and tried to talk walk really quietly. <laughs> And we got way down the road, and then they just came barreling out of nowhere. So somehow, they probably smelled us. I don't know. <laughs> and followed us all the way into town and back. And we got ice cream that third time, and I remember he sat there and waited for us and waited for us and waited for us. Yep. And then when we started going home, it was like, ah, time to leave, time to go back home. <laughs> anyway. So we had the dog friends. Yep. Also, that weekend, we went and hiked to the highest point on the island, which is called Teravaca, and it was 511 meters above sea level, highest point. It didn't take us very long to hike up there. Like, a, like an hour and a half. Yeah. And it was beautiful. It was really crazy. Well, it was beautiful for like five minutes. Well, it started raining, yes. But when we first got up there, you could look around and go 360 degrees and see ocean all around you. And then there was rainbows, because it was raining all over the place. I think we saw, like, ten rainbows that day. So that was pretty neat. Yeah. And then it rained on us. Yeah, and we got rained on. That's okay. Maybe the last major thing that happened, which is seems to be standard in our travels, is we had to do a trip to the hospital. But not for us. But not for us, because one of 
the there was another volunteer who showed up at this location to take over for us because we were leaving. Yeah, and the owners warned her not to walk the route that we walked because there was dogs that could attack her, and she wanted to go walk down to the ocean, and we told her we'd take her so she could see the route and how to avoid the dogs. Well, and the dogs, the only, like, they had bothered us a little bit at the beginning, but other than that, I think because there are two of us, they never bothered us until they fell in love Long with story us. short, four minutes into her walk and, like, an hour into her trip... And, she, yeah, she went by herself. She got bit on the thigh by a dog and was bleeding all over the place and had to be taken to the hospital, and then she had to spend four hours in the hospital... While they... Waited. They basically made her wait in the waiting room for like four hours. While she was bleeding. So they could clean it out, put a bandage on it, and give her some rabies shots. And an antibiotic. Yep. But this was not the same dog that followed us, and like the ones we nicknamed Rue and Max were not the one that bit her. I just wanted to clarify. That's true. But as we do, we had to go to the hospital and pick her up because... Well, we we, didn't actually know what happened until late at night. Yeah, we got home at like... 8 or 9 o'clock from our walk and they were like oh she got bit by a dog and she's been at the hospital for like 3 hours and we're like well should we go check on her so we did (laughs) she was in the hospital and she was just getting out of the emergency room when we rolled up yep so we brought her home and she she was okay she was a little shaken that night for sure but the next day she seemed to be bouncing back okay so we're getting good at the hospital dog bite routine yeah. might want to start a side business. <laughs> well, the only other time it happened, we went to the hospital twice in the year we were in South America. Once this last time on Easter Island, and then once in Bolivia, Chris took a woman that got bit by a dog there to the hospital. So. I'm well practiced. <laughs> so then, another volunteer showed up, a, th- a second one. Mm-hmm. So, she was from France, and they were, the two of them, the two women were taking over for us, and the night that she showed up, the owners of the place we were at had a little going-away party for us, and they made sushi and chicken wings, and Mm -hmm. the woman from Hong Kong made us a Hong Kong dessert. Yeah, Chinese dessert. So... It was awesome. It was really nice to hang out that night with everyone and feel like we actually have friends on the island, and I know we'd be welcomed back if we went, but it's not easy to get to. <laughs> no, as soon as they have a direct flight out of Detroit, it, yeah. might, it might be easier. Detroit to Easter Island? Detroit to Easter Island. a long flight. Or we'll fly in from Tahiti. That's the other way. Yeah. But we left on May 1st, flew back to Santiago, and made our way back home. So, yeah. That's it. So it's over. We're done. We're, we're Bye. done. With, we're, Bye, Maria. <laughs> we're done with South America for the moment. Uh, we will have one more episode coming out. Uh, we're going to talk about like some of the main takeaways over the over the course of the year and a little bit about our budget uh, as well. So look for that episode. And then at some point this summer, we'll tell you what we're doing next, but we can't tell you now because it's a secret. Right. But it's bigger than the last thing we did. Yes. Yep. Okay. Thanks for sticking with us and listen, everyone. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Oh, wait. Oh, boy. Go to follow us on Instagram, underscore adventure for good, or on our website, adventureforgood.com. That's it. We good now? Bye.